filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the theme song is over. Andrew Patterson joins us. The last time I saw Andrew Patterson, the world was a much different place. And sadly, that was like four weeks ago. Correct. Andrew, how are you doing amidst coronavirus? I think it's day 14, 15 of quarantine here in Massachusetts. First of all, you stained your deck today, second coat. So congratulations. And again, how are you I doing? Did. I did. It was always one of those projects. I needed to do it like three years ago, but then um, the weather turns nice and all I want to do is sit out on my deck. Yes. And so I never did it. So this was the uh, perfect opportunity to. This is the... down to the hardware store. Yes. I got myself some mahogany flame stain duck. Ooh, the mahogany. I like it. Yeah. Unofficial sponsor of the week, mahogany. Uh, what is it called again? Uh, mahogany flame. Mahogany flame. You did say mahogany flame. So you yeah. might have just hit on an unofficial sponsor of the week and a fake band name of the week in one comment. Good for it you. It really works for both. Almost, and actually, almost every paint color works as like a folksy. Band. Uh, Except I, Mahogany Flame is like the hard rock. That's well, hard rock, yeah. Rocks. Mahogany Flame is definitely hard rock or like a prog yeah. rock or something. Here's the thing. You know, people might remember that you and I did, this is way back in December before all kinds of things changed. Um, we did a laser, a Dan, what's his name? Duval, a laser doof, um, fake band name of the week as Netflix show yes. pilot ideas. We should go through paint colors uh, at some point, and and do do band concepts or something. So anyway, I think that's a great that's a pod right there. That's Those a pod right there. In, in assigning bands, the and, type of bands they are. Yes, and to those of you listening to the filibuster freestyle, welcome to the podcast. This is not the pre-show meeting. This is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we are thinking of future podcasts for you during quarantine. Okay, let's just be honest. Tiger King is the one thing. Feels really weird to say this. Tiger King is the one thing keeping America sane right now. Yeah. But amidst all this craziness, we're all wanting for the days when a crazy dude with a mullet and tigers and everything that comes with it we're going to talk about in a minute was like just some good take your mind off life stuff. And right now, we're all... I I long for the days when I would turn on the radio and all of a sudden hear, I saw a tiger... And the tiger saw me. Yeah, I saw a tiger. I knew everything was okay. I saw a tiger, by the way, and we're going to get to it, a burgeoning hit. I mean, there are so many unintended consequences of the timing of this docuseries release on Netflix being perfectly lined up with coronavirus hitting the continental United States. That It is perfect timing, Gavin. I, I, I live by myself and still sometimes just... Throughout the day, I find myself singing. I saw a tiger. My dog hates the song. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> but, but quarantine madness has led to, to me entertaining myself by just singing those two uh, lyrics. Well, well, you know what the thing is, is right now we're all experiencing the same reality. And we're all, we're all going to the seven-hour escape that is Tiger King simultaneously. So... This is like back to when um, network TV, there were three channels and everybody had to watch one of three things or not watch TV at all. And so we're all experiencing Tiger King and we're all experiencing coronavirus all together. And the coronavirus part, I think everybody could skip. But the the international or national fascination with Netflix's Tiger King is what we're here to talk about. So I'm going to hit you with a couple of big themes and we'll just see where it goes. I'm not going to do a brick by brick, you know, episode by episode. This was great. This was this was wild. It's not, this is not why I'm wall and dragons, folks. Okay. Okay. This is not episodic. This is. But guy, by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, I don't want to spoil any of it. But like, we're going to jump around. But I want to get into some of the personalities. So number one, you've got Joe Exotic. Okay. So Joe Exotic is the. He's the guy that you associate with Tiger King, okay? He's got the mullet, the earrings, the eyebrow piercing. We learn about other piercings he has. Um, he, is, uh-huh. he winds up having two husbands by the end of it simultaneously. 
both of whom don't happen to actually like men. I mean, there's so much action. And oh, by the way, he owns like 200 big cats in Oklahoma. So much to unpack there. Um, what, what are your thoughts, if any, to start off with, with Joe Exotic? You know, what, what's your journey with Joe Exotic been besides clearly enjoying emulating him crooning I Saw a Tiger, the hit song of 2020? So, so Gavin, as a kid, I had a couple of buddies and I who on sleepovers, one of our things would be, and this is weird, we would, we would try to write stories or write stuff to make each other laugh. Okay. Uh, sometimes this surrounded around, most of the time this surrounded around Mad Libs, if you remember Mad Libs. Sure do. Uh, making just absolutely filthy Mad Libs. Uh, but other times we, we would do other things. And Joe Exotic, to me, is like a character 11-year-old me would have created at a sleepover just to make his friends laugh. Mm, that's a really good way to sum him up. <laughs> I mean, this is like, it's unbelievable that this is a real man. Yes, so let's let's just, and again, I'm going to give you my hot take here. We'll go through Joe Exotic because we got plenty to say about him. But the show starts off and you, they kind of want you to dislike him, okay? But by episode three, you kind of like him because of how much you then hate Carol, okay? And we'll get into Carol in a second. You know, by episode five, you know, it's kind of in the middle of do you love him, do you hate him, but you can't take your eyes off of it. And by episode seven, you're just sad and you want it to end. But you've got a guy who's essentially, simultaneously, a cult leader, pro-guns, pro-big cats, anti-Carol, happens to be a homosexual, loves country music and pretending that he's a singer even though he's not actually the singer, so therefore he's the Millie Vanilli of country music about big cats. He loves tigers, and some of what he does... You think, man, maybe he's got a heart of gold. He employs ex-cons. He builds community. But at the end of the day, he's a megalomaniac with a meth problem. <laughs> and I don't know how you can cast a person in real life or in fiction to play somebody who actually existed in real life. You could, this would be a terrible fictional movie. Yes. This could only be a real-life person, a real-life character, a real-life happening. If, like, in 10 years someone tries to turn Tiger King into a movie, I, I could not see it. It is like, it can only be experienced. Like, this guy can only be real. He is that crazy. He is that out there. Yeah, we've, we've prompted... And he can only exist as a real person. We've prompted Cindy to stop cleaning and to come over to the booth. So what do you got? Though I will say that there is a huge online fight between celebrities right now. To play him. Vying to play... Joe Exotic. Right, Dax Shepard and Edward Norton. And David Spade. And apparently David Spade are all... Well, that's what I was going to say, is it should be David Spade. <laughs> 100%. Well, basically, David Spade made yeah. this movie already. Joe, uh, Joe Exotic and Joe Dirt are basically... Yeah, it's the same guy with Tigers, right? It's the same person. And also, uh, speaking of same person, I, I, I think I told you this... I don't know if I told <laughs> you this on the pod or, in, or over the phone, but I have decided to uh, grow my facial hair. As a gag, because I cannot grow facial yeah, hair, Yeah, you're, right? you're, you're, you're 40 years old, and you're not a guy who can put a beard together in a week. Is that fair to say? Very fair to say. <laughs> so now we're about two and a half, three weeks in, because I don't have to see people, so what better time? And it's entertaining, and it makes me laugh. I would say I'm about a week away, if everything goes right, from looking like one of Joe Exotic's husbands. Wow, that's a hot take. So... I mean, I guess I just said I wouldn't make the movie, but if they make the movie and they want to film it in the next, like, month. You're on it. I've got, I mean, I, I think I've got that rolled out. There is no question there's going to be a movie about this. By the way, like, there is no question about that. No. Like, like, they'll try. And this will be one of those ones, kind of like when Deep Impact and Armageddon came out at the same time. Like, two studios are going to greenlight this and race to see who can get it out first. And... It won't matter because they're going to be out within a week of each other, and one is going to rule the day, and one is going to be miscast. So, honestly, I feel like David Spade and Dax and Edward Norton all have a shot to play their own version of Joe Exotic if they want. Um, but but yeah. it's mind-blowing stuff. You mentioned the two husbands that he has, both of whom, and again, I don't care who you're married to. The Philly Buster Freestyle does not care who you're married to. But both of his husbands are like, oh, yeah, I'm not gay. Yeah, you should be yeah. Just because the Philly Buster Freestyle doesn't care who you're married to, you should care who you're married to. Right, like if you're into ladies, and again, that's cool, why are you married to Joe Exotic, who's not a lady? But you know, that goes back to Joe Exotic is like, 
He's a force of nature, not to use a pun about a guy who has big cats in captivity, but he's like a cult leader. He's like a cult leader, and he brings in these people who've had really rough lives. He gives them a gig, and he gives them all kinds of fun little toys and stuff, and they blow things up, and they shoot guns, and like the next thing you know, people like them. And you had two of them, right? And one of them was a meth addict, clearly. And, and meth is a hell of a drug, right? And, and I'm about to make a terrible take, and maybe I'll ask you to edit out afterwards, but the other guy just seemed to really like pot. Yeah, he just kind of really like, enjoyed marijuana you can get a lot. a lot of pot in, in work Burger King. You, you know, like, and I'm not trying to put down working at Burger King. I'm just saying, like, you can get a print, you can get a job. You don't need to be rich to afford pot. I just think it's Not the that lore you need of those. To be rich to afford meth either, but meth just messes you up. Yeah. I just think like... it's the lore of the like it's the lore of the tigers, man. Like the big cats, like you know. And we'll get into a couple of the other characters in a bit here, but it just seems like even that dude Jeff, who like started a Las Vegas service where you could pet tigers on your way between casinos. Like there apparently are people out there who just really want. <laughs> To like pet pet a baby tiger, and they'll basically do whatever it takes to be able to do that. And I don't know, man. That's a lot. I don't, I'm just yeah, mad. I mean, like, I, I guess my, my my bigger point was like, I don't. I I think meth messes you up bad enough that yeah, you could be like, oh my god, I married this guy. Right. We pot not so but, much. But, but pot not so much. No, I totally I, I totally get that. It's a um. Yeah, I just I, I mean even that guy said at one point. This all feels like a nightmare. He did, he said it in one of the episodes. Yeah, he did. Like I, so you uh, think he killed himself, or he accidentally killed himself? And I mean the, the the young husband, Travis. I think his name was that. That, by the way, was the hardest part of the whole series to watch. Oh, was, the, was the video of the other guy watching it happen? Yeah, it was shocking. I was because you you also built it up the way they built it up for four or five minutes. You kind of knew what you were about to see. You knew you weren't going to watch this guy shoot himself. Yes. But you knew you were going to watch everybody else react to it. Yeah, because he was in the office when he did it. Right underneath the camera. And you mentioned to me that he did it by mistake. I, I think it was. I think. I don't think it was an accident. I think. I think he was trying to. Like, I think he wanted. He wanted out. They. Yeah, they definitely out of the whole show. I maybe more time spent on that would have been interesting. But they all seem to readily accept this. This was an accident. I guess so. They all seem to be like, they didn't seem, because I, I, I was ready for them to go into that same thing. I was ready for them to be like, no, he, and he killed himself. But they all seem to think like, hey, he did this all, like, it seemed like something he did all the time. Right. Right. And so. then maybe he just went awry, but I don't know. I, I, but to your point, that kid had everything going for him, and, and, and the habit of substance abuse that he was exhibiting is really one that you can go anywhere and do, and also, like, just, just get out just get out of there and go. <laughs> just get, but that kid's mom was there. That kid's mom was there and employed. And oh, oh, it's wild. And that goes back to the cult leader stuff. So, and what we learn is these big cat people, Joe Exotic is not unique. So there's another guy, and I didn't write his name down because honestly, at the end of the day, I don't care. But the guy in Charleston, South Carolina, right? The Stengali guy, right? Or Bengali. Right. Right? And he's a white dude, but he kind of has like a, like a Sherpa or like a... Um, not Sherpa, sorry, like a Hindu kind of influenced, or he was influenced by a gentleman who's like a, a Svengali type guy. And so this guy's kind of like changed his name, even though he's probably like from Charleston. Um, and he's got kind of this like Eastern vibe, this kind of like in Indian cultural subcontinental vibe. Right. Really into tigers as well. And, and basically you get introduced to him, and it's kind of like he's the middle ground between Carol Baskin, who we'll get into, and Joe Exotic. And it's like, he's a more successful version of Joe Exotic. He seems to have his stuff together. His company seems to be doing better. He's a little bit less eccentric, and by that I mean a little. Um, but, but, but he still seems unequivocally to be a terrible person. Well, because then I was going to say, but then we learn he's basically a more successful cult leader than Joe. He's got multiple spouses, a.k.a. big love sister wife style. And yeah. then a lot of bad stuff has gone down with him since... Like the show ended. Like I, I oh, I, I was unaware of. Actually, that. Cindy, were you telling me this? What's that now? Come on back. Come on back over. Sorry. So, were you the one? Get back into the studio. There you go. Come on back into the studio. Cindy, the cleaning can wait. Were you the one who told me that since the documentary ended, the guy in Charleston, like, didn't the FBI raid his place and like? 
I heard that somewhere. I thought it was you. Oh, yeah, they said that on the documentary. Oh, they did? Okay. But it was like at the end, right? It was like, by the way, Spengali Joe just had his like FBI rammed the tank through his door. Maybe I saw that online, but yeah, it it was somewhere. Yeah, he definitely got like raided and... Yeah, so the comeuppance, the comeuppance got to that guy. Okay, that is good. He follows Feidelberg from Barstool Sports. He follows Feidelberg? Yeah. That guy? Which I thought was great. That's pretty good. I love Feidelberg. So anyway, we learned we learn about this guy, and we learned about some other hangers-on in the community and guys. But it's kind of a weird thing where it's like everybody knows Carol and doesn't like her, and I'm, I'm saving Carol on purpose. Everybody knows Joe, thinks Joe's crazy, but kind of agrees with Joe until Joe got so messed up that he couldn't let, let go of the fixation on murdering yeah. Carol. And we'll get into why, he, you know, oh my gosh. But like Joe almost pulled off being Joe Exotic forever. And then he just really took it over the line. I'm, yeah, I'm, one more second. I got Cindy's coming over with, oh, oh, wow. So there's a meme now about the stay at home movement on Instagram where it says, know the difference between too close and social distance. And they're using the gaps between one of Joe Exotic's husbands, the meth head husband. So there's the, the, two, the, two, the teeth where only have one of missing. That's too close. But social distancing is like if three teeth are missing in a row. So that's a good way to use a, a internet sensation to help people in real life okay. know the difference. This is yeah, the most I wild mean, podcast I've ever done because this is the most wild topic we've ever done. There is no, there is no sense of normalcy to bring to the existence that is Tiger King or Joe Exotic. Right. So let's get into Carol because I, I feel like everybody – here's the thing. You call it Tiger King and you leave with Joe Exotic because Joe Exotic is – he's the sizzle, Right. Yes. He's doing country videos. He actually did an epic diss track video about Carol called Here Kitty Kitty, um, which we'll get into. I mean, this guy is like a cross between Millie Vanilli because he's not singing his own songs, a little bit of a Nas, Jay-Z rap beef thing via country music. He's running for president. He's running for governor. I mean, he was lampooned by, you know, John Oliver back in 2016. Yeah, which they, I think the documentary said made him just want to become more famous. Correct. Which has got to be amazing, by the way, for Joe right now to be in jail at his all-time most famous and not being able to capitalize on any of it. Everything he always wanted. Everything he always wanted. He is literally world-effing famous, and unfortunately he's in jail because he wanted to kill Carol. So let's get into Carol. When we first meet Carol, she's the one who is like peace, love, and happiness. She's the one who's running a refuge for these big cats. She just wants to give them a place to live. And then you start to slowly see, okay, one, she doesn't have employees. She has volunteers, so she's basically a cult leader as well. By episode three, you find out, wait a minute, did she kill her husband and feed him to her tigers? And by episode four, you're like, yes, she definitely killed her husband and fed him to her tigers. I I am 100% in. I will say... I'm 100% on that she killed her husband. In a court of law, would I convict her? I don't know that I could. Could? But I'm like 90% sure well, that woman killed her husband. Well, in civil court, in civil court, listen, in civil court, if OJ got off on criminal court and had to pay a bunch of money in civil court, Carol would have had to, too, if she hadn't rigged the system. Correct. Because Carol, Absolutely. holy cow, she changed his, he went missing, she used phrases like missing. She changed his will to say missing or upon death. She declared him dead on like five years in one day, which according to law, you have to be missing for five years before you can be declared dead. She changed his will. She ripped it off his kids. She likely bribed officials along the other way to look or along the way to look the other way. She used all of her husband's money to get away with killing her husband and to then bankrupt Joe and the other big cat owners out there to essentially give herself a monopoly on owning a big cat farm, which, by the way, is under the guise of she's trying to save them. However, she's still making boatloads of money and not paying a single employee because they're all volunteers as part of her cult because, again, people are drawn to big cats. Yeah. I will tell you who is not a cool cat or kitten. It's Carol. (laughs) She is a garbage human being. Uh, and one of the things, there's two, there's two people that at the end of Tiger King you, that you felt the worst about because yes. they seemed to win. Yes. Carol and um, Joe Exotic's business partner. Jeff. 
Jeff. Yeah, Jeff's a real piece of garbage. The, those two, win, like, in, by all accounts, win. Not that I would have felt good about someone like Joe Exotic winning or Svengali, whatever we're calling him. Yeah. But those two, like, without question, won by the end. Oh, and yeah. They're both well, horrible so, people. Yeah, Carol Baskin is laughing all the way to the bank. Um, Correct. The dude, Jeff, and I forget his last name, he basically bails out Joe Exotic's zoo when it's going under. He basically winds up being a bigger con man than anybody who happens to be a swinger and realizes that baby big cats and tigers are gold if you and your wife are swingers to attract people to swing with. That's kind of the lesson there. That is that out of all the people in the big cat movement, he is the least interested actually in the cats. You're correct. It, it is all a, a pickup game for him. Right. So like people always joke about members of bands like, oh, he's in it for the music. He's in it for the money. And that guy's in it for like, you know, the, the you know, whether it's the ladies or the gents or whatever, you know, yeah. the perks, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Jeff is in it for the perks. Jeff is into the tiger game because he can help him be a better. It can help him be a swinger more easily. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about the Tiger game, though. Literally nobody is in it for the Tigers. Nobody's in it for the Tigers. No. The, the Tigers are in it for the Tigers. The, and they're being exploited. Oh, my gosh, for sure. Well, the other wild stat is that the Tigers, there's more Tigers in the United States in captivity than there are in the world in the wild, which I think tells you two crazy things. One, we got to stop letting people have Tigers. But number two... It must be really hard for tigers to to live, you know, in the 21st century because they need like a 400 mile radius as their quote territory. And where where on earth are you getting that? In a there's nowhere. There's nowhere on earth with that desolate. That is well, also people like people forget. They I think people think tigers are like savanna animals. No, they're jungle they're cats. Yeah, they are jungle cats. Right. So they're not out in the savanna. And also, you know what I always forget. That tigers are just bigger than lions. Oh, they're gigantic. Yeah, and you always kind of think of lion as the king. Cool. Tigers are gigantic. Those animals are are just. What, what that? I mean, you saw this this scene of the woman. She just seemed to like put her hand in the cage, and the tiger's like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna rip that off." Oh yeah, remember the girl got her hair ripped off? Holy cow! Yeah. How about when? Jo- how about when? Cage. How about when Joe Exotic rolled in? straight up from, like, the trauma unit and was like, I'll tell the visitors myself. And he came out and be like, we're closed. One of my people got their arm ripped off. Sorry, come back another day. It's like, or you could With just no say, sympathy for that girl. That's what I mean, none. Like, he was pissed off that he had a shut the... Yeah, exactly. And she, he, she's, she's lying there, her arm ripped off. She has not yet gotten into an ambulance, and he is already making sure he blames her for insurance purposes, I'm sure. Well, also just, you know, so the, like you could have definitely told those poor people like, hey, we had a mishap with one of the trainers or one of the staff. We got to close the zoo today. Hopefully she'll be okay. We'll refund your money or you can get a rain check, you know? Yeah, I don't think he said hopefully she'll be okay. No, no, no. That's my my point is he could have said that. (laughs) Right. Like any normal human would have said that. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 then they went back to work, which again gets back to the lure of the, the tiger. Oh, it's unreal. The person still works there. So let's talk about, because I'm going to forget it if I don't bring him up. The dude who is, I mean, there's a lot of memes and gifts coming out of this thing, and we're not done yet. It's, it's like coronavirus. We have not spiked, we've not reached peak Tiger King internet yet. Just like, unfortunately, we haven't reached the bottom of what the hell is going to happen with this disease, unfortunately. Correct. I'm getting really bad looks from my wife, and then out of earshot from the thing, she's telling me it's a bad analogy. I know. It was, it was not a great analogy. <laughs> Fair. Two out of three people that I'm speaking to right now are scolding it, me in public. And frankly, I, 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 I Listen, I am not scolding. It just felt like a bit of a stretch to relate it to the topic at hand. Well, the fact of the matter is we're learning about both these things in real time <laughs> yeah, at I the like, same time. I just want to make sure you realize you're doubling down on this analogy right now. No, I'm just making excuses. That's all. Okay. I saw a tiger. Tiger saw a man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, tough segue. And I'm, you know what? I might have to mark that. We're like in the 730 mark area. I might take that out. Anyway, so the guy and the, on, the, on the jet ski, that's all I wanted to say. I'm sorry. The dude, in the, jet ski, jet ski. the dude in the jet ski who sold out 
Joe Exotic to the cops. The guy with the mullet. He's like a oh, bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bit player the whole time, and then there's a meme of him in a full T-shirt and a life preserver on a jet ski for no reason in this movie. <laughs> like, be, yes. like B-roll footage, and now it's becoming the most, the hottest meme of this weekend. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, okay, I haven't seen it yet, so now, now I'm intrigued. I'll, I'll seek it out. <laughs> Cindy's still disgusted. <laughs> Fair. Fair. All right. Let me switch. Let me switch gears to the country music in this movie. So, Tiger-themed country music videos are getting so much action right now. It's not even funny. And honestly, I just want to say it's a nod to Joe's artistic flair. Is that fair? It, they, they were. He had to have known how bad they were, right? He had to have known. I don't know the if he did. Value in these videos he was making. I think he knew that people in his bubble in the big cat world liked them because they just wanted to see tigers. I don't, oh, Cindy's coming back. When you're, a, when you're a narcissist, you have no idea. Like, he, really? he thought those were the best things ever. 100%. I mean, they couldn't even, he couldn't even match up his lip syncing to the lyrics. It was off the whole time. Oh, yeah. It was bad. I almost thought that was pur- on purpose. I thought when I was watching those that he was just like, th- in the same vein that I am growing a disgusting facial hair, beard, mustache thing, this will be kind of funny. I don't mind being the butt of the joke. No, but I agree no, with Cindy on that. Like, think- are, he, he looked at these and thought, these are, these are fantastic. He thought if Garth Brooks was doing a song about tigers the video would go like this, and I'm Garth Brooks. I think that's okay. what happened there. Me- meanwhile, it was more Garth Algar. Yes, yeah, exactly. If Garth Algar from Wayne's World, a.k.a. the sidekick, and Garth right. Brooks merged to form a, a human to be in a video called I Saw a Tiger, yeah, that's exactly what you get. Okay. Um, but Here Kitty Kitty is basically a country music diss track towards Carol Baskin, and I think we've been waiting for a diss track with that kind of venom, since the whole Jay-Z and Nas beef was squashed back in the day. And the look-alike that looked like Carol Baskin in the video was a, like made me do a triple take that it wasn't her. Uh, uh, me too. I thought for a second it was like this was going to turn out to be like a wrestling work. And um, Right, like she was in on the joke and now they're friends or they're joining forces or something. Correct. Right. What's this? It's Carol Baskin's music. But the fact that Joe went out and found a lady and had like the patience and the, like again the, the the discipline to be like, nope, the the lady who's playing Carol needs to look more like Carol. Like they found yep. a lady in rural Oklahoma, ostensibly, who looks a lot like Carol, willing to be in that video, feeding I, I, feeding meat, ground meat and a and a fake mannequin head to actual lions. Correct. That one. How much how much would it take, right? If someone just randomly came to you and said, Hey, look, my friend is in a feud with this guy who looks exactly like you. Uh, and he's recently recorded a country music diss track. We're filming a video. We need you to come feed ground meat to lions. Yeah. How, how, who who agrees to that? I mean, and how much does it take to get you there? And by the way, if Joe is paying a hitman $3,000 to commit murder, what do you think he paid that lady? My guess is either $100 or $5,000 because he valued the video doppelganger more than the hitman. Or he told her she could pet lions for free. Probably the case. Probably the case. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um... Can I, I mean, again, I've tweeted this out, but Joe Exotic is the Millie Vanilli of 2020 um, because yeah. he lip synced and got all the fame, and now he's getting all the fame. And I want to give out a shout out to the actual singers of those songs, Danny Clinton and Vince Johnson. Take a bow because you're about to become voice famous for the next seven months. Yeah, I mean, do, uh, do they have their own? They might, hopefully they have their own music to remote at this point. You know, as I, people are looking them up on. Twitter or I tried looking for them on Twitter t- today before this podcast, and I really can't find definitive Twitter handles for either one of those guys. 
Yeah, because yeah, those are probably pretty common names. Unfortunately, Danny Clinton and Vince Johnson, yeah, like definitely there's a million guys. Like definitely Danny Vinny Johnson seven five two nine eight was the first one that came up, and I'm like, probably not the guy I'm looking for. <laughs> um, but also, you know, you know it's bad when you and you're oblivious when you hire two different guys to pretend they are you as singers because there's no way that Danny Clinton and Vince Johnson have the exact same voice. Like, don't you just go with one guy or another? And, unless maybe one of the guys is like, you know what? After here, Kitty Kitty, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I assumed that he was not writing so many lyrics, so many songs that he needed a stable of two singers in case one got tired. That's my point. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it would have to have been... Exactly, one of them quit. All right, yes. So I'm not sure if Danny Clinton quit or Vince Johnson quit, but one of them quit. The other guy became... The secondary Joe Exotic voice, and uh, the rest is history, man. The rest is history. You know what? That is a job that probably you goes immediately from I can't put this on my resume to it's back on my resume and it's near the top. Not only is it on your resume, you're probably gonna be putting up some Tiger songs real soon. Absolutely. So that's good times. Wait, now did they? Did, did and you will know this better. Maybe you paid attention to this better. Uh, did they write the songs, or did Joe Exotic write the songs? You know what? I actually was just in my head about to ask the same question. I don't know the answer. Okay, that can be one for another time. Crack Research Team doesn't seem to know about it either. They're not walking yeah. over here. They're not walking over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. It, so, the moral of the story is Carol killed. Her husband. She probably either put him under... Oh, actually, let me... Sorry, this reminded me. The other problem for Joe was that he kept going with three or four different myths that Carol did to kill her husband. So it was like, he's under the septic tank. If you bring it up, he's under there. And then it was like, she fed him the tigers. And then, you know, like... He was was so fixated on the fact that she killed him, which was ding, 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 correct. But he just... He was too crazy about, like... He, he to put p- too much emphasis on what she did with the body. Yeah, exactly. That seems to be secondary to the crime at hand. And he contradicted Focus more it. on the killing and less on the covering up. Exactly. And, I mean, the, like, this will sound bad, but the man is dead, so what has happened has happened. You kind of hope it was the feeding for the tigers thing, right? Oh, now who's going to get banned? Jeez. <laughs> but... I'm saying, like... I'll put myself in this. If I am murdered in some grisly fashion and you give me a choice between being buried underneath a septic tank or being fed to tigers, feed me to the tigers. Okay, that's more plausible. You can you can choose your own demise. <laughs> okay, fine. That's what I am choosing. Fair. In fact, at this point, even if I die of natural causes, don't feed me, me to the damn tigers. Okay. Don't, don't cremate me. Don't donate my body to science. Donate my body to tigers. So we're going to start calling you Andrew Feed Me to the Tigers, Patterson? Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Let's do it. That's fair. Uh, oh, man. I just had one more thing popping in my head about the tigers. Oh, 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 oh. How about Carol's husband? The guy, not, not well, one, the guy she's currently married to. Super interesting guy, too. Mr. Baskin. Mr. Baskin. Took her name, right? No, no, no. I think she took his because she was Carol Lewis when she killed the other guy. Oh, so that guy wasn't Mr. Baskin. The, 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 the deceased is not Mr. Baskin. My bad. No, the deceased was Lewis. My bad. See, good, good job by you. So, Mr. Lewis, so he had said to his lawyer and to his personal assistant, both of whom were interviewed for the movie, if I can pull off this thing in Costa Rica, it'll be my best thing ever. Right? Yeah. How about not telling anybody about that, including Carol? Just go do that. <laughs> As a where he is? Well, my point is, like, she... I, I think... No, no. I mean, then you're relying on Carol's, Carol saying that he didn't do these things. Or Carol saying she didn't know that. I think he may have made the mistake of mentioning something to Carol. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, don't mention okay. it to anybody. But, like, especially Carol. Like, just leave Carol and then divorce her. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I feel like he tried to do the quasi-honorable thing, but it's like you already have a mistress in, in Costa Rica. Like, And you're already on the record as saying, if something happens to me, look at her. Right. So just go yeah, to I Costa mean, like, Rica and have nothing happen to you. Right. It, it's the same way in movies. The bad guy always 
explains how he did it. Before he does before it. The good, before he kills the good guy, yeah. the good guy is like, oh, now I got you. Right. Except now, reverse situation. Yeah, it's like he almost got a little too. To murder you. One, he got too cute, and I, I, I hate to split hairs, but but more importantly, he didn't realize that Carol was such a savage. He had no idea. Yeah. I yeah, mean, when they ever go is. from when they ever go from that that heel turn to like, here's Carol, and it's episode one, and Joe's nuts, and Spengali guy in Charleston's kind of a jerk too, and here's Carol, the altruistic hippie lady who's dedicated her life to saving big cats. And then, like, two hours later, you're like, oh, that lady probably fed her husband to tigers. She might be, she might be the worst one. Like, what a heel turn. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what the thing is? At least Joe Exotic and that other guy are kind of in your face about it. They, both of them are just like, hey, we're doing some things that probably aren't great, but... <laughs> Fair. We're definitely doing that. We're, we're doing them. Carol Baskin wants to pretend she's doing things for these altruistic purposes. Really? She's doing it for the same reasons those guys are. She's... You know? Yeah. She's she's the biggest swindler. I actually think, to your point, though, you said that you were bummed out that she won. But here's the thing. Now that this is out and we all think she killed her husband, she has lost. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much Carol Baskin cares that Andrew Patterson in Walpole. I don't mean like you as an individual. Yeah, that's fair. I don't mean you as an individual. I mean like... Well, even if thousands of people don't, I mean, I don't think that's going to draw people away from her business. Ah, I don't see, think there's I, too many people who are like, you know what? I want to go see tigers in cages, but I draw a line at suspecting that woman murdered her husband. I if see, anything, people are going to be like, oh, we definitely going to go see Carol Baskin's place now. Yeah, but I see, I see, I think she had the money, so she was a really big financial fish in a pond full, full of guys who are basically cult leaders trying to keep it together with, like, duct tape. But I think, you know, if the feds ever see this and they're like, the whole, con- the whole country thinks this lady did some nefarious stuff, like, let's get her on tax evasion or something, or let's revoke okay, her charitable so status. Does the case get opened back up? I just think that she's probably now a big beacon of, like, oh, we should look deeper into this lady's books. We should look deeper into this lady's past. Um, okay. And I think the local the local officials that she clearly bribed to look the other way, allegedly. Um, yeah. You know, it's going to get too big now. I don't know. Hey, I hope you're right. If Spengali guy can go down, I'm sure Carol can go down. Correct. By the way, I'm sorry I keep calling him Spengali guy. I just can't remember his name. And I don't no, care. No, no. I, I like that. That guy, we don't know that guy's name. Do you remember his name, Cindy? You're walking back over, so I'm wondering what we got. I'm just it. Oh, she just handed me a piece of paper that says nothing on it. Fantastic. <laughs> Research team seems to be uh, falling apart. You know, you know, you, you move the team, you move the team from Charlotte to Boston, and they clearly, you know, they're just not ready yet. Wait, Sydney, yeah. can we get your quick any highlights on Tiger King that you want to share with us before we go? I think you guys covered the majority of it. Um, I really enjoy the latest clip circulating about. Uh, Joe Exotic, sorry. Um, if you go to Jenny Johnson's Instagram, it's really great. Go to at Jenny Johnson? Yeah, like that's that scene where he's filming a commercial and the tiger um, grabs his shoe and starts dragging him. Yes. But like yes. what he says before that is pure gold. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so highly okay. recommend. Um, yeah, I mean, the Svengali guy was a cult leader. Like, yeah, that was an actual cult with tigers. Like yes. 100%, he's a cult leader. Carol's doing the exact same thing under the mask of... Nonprofit. Yeah, and preservation of tigers where her facility is the exact same. It's the exact same. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. It's wild what people can talk themselves into. Um, Right, like we're different. You cool cats and kittens. Exactly. (laughs) And um, I read somewhere that Joe Exotic is now has a $95 million lawsuit against like the state or something like that. Like he's suing the state? Yeah. Okay. I just, you know, again, like, I don't want to root for him. He's not a good guy. But he's also, like, authentically, like, Joe Exotic. Like, he's, I'm not rooting for him, but I'm saying, like, he's not a cult leader. He's just kind of a megalomaniac. He is, yeah. But also, but people follow him, like, so by de facto, he's a cult leader, you know? He, he almost feels like a helpless idiot at the same time. Right. Yes. Like, but that's what he's managed to pull off because he's clearly not. Yeah, like his hustle is unreal. Like he owns a zoo. 
He's got yeah. videos. He's running for governor. He's running for president. Like the amount of things he's able to do at a level where like, yes, they're all a joke, but he's doing all of them at once. Pretty damn impressive. Like in terms of the hustle, I'm not saying I'm, hustle. I'm not saying right. I respect, I, I don't respect what he's done, but I respect the commitment to doing it. Like he's <laughs> even someone that committed to doing the wrong thing. Still committed. You have to respect a little bit. Like the work ethic to chase the dream of fame. Like he's yeah. he's willing to put in the work. I don't agree with how he's attaining it. And the fact that he's now an A-lister but in jail is exactly probably where it needed to go. But he never stopped trying to get where he wanted to go. And I don't know. There's some hutzpah in there that you got to say, tip of the cap, wag of the finger, you know? No, I, I'm 100% with you on that. Also, to have all those people follow you and work for you when you're only paying them like a hundred bucks a week is—I think a hundred bucks a month. It was that oh, well, probably. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was incredible. Yeah. And, and to your point, Cindy, that even now, years after they've worked there, they still say glowing good things about him. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he again, like there were some things there. Like he committed, he created a community for misfits who didn't have one. Right. Yeah. He, he did a lot of bad things and a lot of illegal and wrong things to do it. But at the end of the day, those people were going to find nothing. And he gave them a little something to hold on to for better or yeah. for worse. But then managed to take advantage of them the entire time Correct. and not have them hold that against him. Yeah, which is like, again, maddening and amazing all at once. And, and also shows he's not like this helpless idiot. Like he, He's crazy like a fox. He's crazy like a fox. He knows who his shtick works on. Exactly. And that's what makes him almost better than us is like, I don't know who my shtick works on all of the time. Yeah, Joe's got... And I don't certainly don't have enough shtick that I could be like, hey, I'm going to gather 40 people, pay them $100 a month to do everything for me. And I'm going to make <laughs> lip sync country music videos <laughs> with Tigers. Correct. Like... If I did not change my personality at all, I do not. Maybe I just don't have the personality at all. That could be like, there are 40 people in the world that would be that devoted to me. Yeah. My other favorite. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, for sure. My other favorite part was when he didn't realize the guy doing the documentaries for him owned all the rights. So he was going to get nothing. Oh, yeah. He definitely burned that that alligator thing down. Oh, he burned the alligators. Yeah. I mean, when it was walking, when he was walking away. Just the shadowy figure walking away. The first thing I thought was, well, that's definitely Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. That guy moved like Joe Exotic. Yeah. It was definitely him. I also think, going back to Cindy's point, that the tiger that was dragging him was actually a liger, which the fact that Napoleon Dynamite's mythical <laughs> mythical creature that is only, you know, I mean, again, ligers are real and ligers have been real, but the fact that, that we saw so many ligers... In a documentary, I think they're only real in captivity. Is correct, that correct. Because, because yes. to your point earlier, lions live in the, the 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 savanna, tigers live in the jungle, and and their their paths don't cross. So therefore, they're not going to create little baby ligers together. Right. But in a zoo, okay. you can get all weird if you want to, and apparently Joe Exotic did, which is hashtag not surprising. <laughs> right. Hashtag right. not surprising. And can I, uh, on a totally separate note? It's kind of bull, bull that there's bears there, too. Like, how, how angry are you were if you're a bear at a big cat zoo? Yeah, you're like... Uh, just random, why do they randomly have bears there? No need for bears. No. Bears are a completely different animal. Yeah, for sure. I don't think you need bears. There. I mean, again, none, none of the animals but should be there. they all have bears. People like bears, man. Like, that, that's, that's me talking about, like, their business. Like, their business model is, like... Well, if we're going to have tigers, we might as well have some alligators. We might as well have some bears. Like, you know. I, I guess, but if, like, if you're going somewhere and they're like, oh, they have 287 tigers. And oh, seven bears. bears. <laughs> oh, six bears? Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to go for 287 tigers. True. But the bears got me. What do you got, Cindy? Uh, I also saw briefly, though I didn't listen to it on Instagram this morning, that um, David Spade had the girl that had her hand not off. Uh, like did a Instagram thing with her. Wow! Really? FYI. Well, and D- David breaks a lot of news. He has a show on Comedy Central, right? Yes, though he's doing it like from his home now, and just I think broadcasting it on Instagram. 
Okay. All right. So I have to go there for I have to see this then for the Joe Exotic top. He's a great IG follow. In yeah, David Spade is a good follow. I don't follow him, but because Cindy does, I get I get all his good stuff. The updates I after I need some good IG follows. I don't have too many. David Spade is definitely one of them. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I'm in. I'm in. Beautiful. Sold. All right. Well, listen. Um, how are you feeling, dude? Last time. So two things. Last time we talked to you, you kind of told the audience about everything that happened to you back in the winter. And then, and, and then just so you know, because you told me you hadn't listened to it yet, when Roscoe P. was on the other day, we just mentioned again that, you know, people should check out that podcast because you had some wild things. So let the audience know. How, how we, I mean, you're, you're podcasting, so that's a good sign. How you doing? I am, uh, I am good. I uh, was recently cleared to go back to work. Fantastic. Amidst, you're not allowed to. <laughs> amidst all of this. Well, I have to say, I don't know if I should admit this. On a public podcast, but basically, they, the hospitals were canceling. I was supposed to go see a neurologist, and I was hoping to get cleared at least to go back to work part time. Yeah, because they had said they could clear me to go back to work part time, even though I was like, part time isn't really a thing with teaching. But then they canceled, and so I went to my primary care, and I, I was just like, "Listen, I could go back to work tomorrow if I needed to, but uh, even if I couldn't, there's no work to go back to." Right. So could you clear me? Because otherwise, this would have all eaten up sick days. Oh yeah, so I am. I'm doing the work a teacher does in no. this current state, which is very weird to get used to. I bet. Um, so you're teaching again. I'm, you're teaching online. Teaching online, yeah. But without, it, it's all very strange. Yeah, we'll get. So that, that's actually probably another pod because, like, I actually, you know, colleges have been doing this for a while. Not all colleges, but many. Right. But, but to, to teach grade school or middle school. Online as a public school teacher has got to be. That's a podcast right there. I'll talk to you later this week on that, man. That's it. It is. It, it is a daunting task. That's a whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm and glad you're I, back. So, I'm glad you're back, man. That's great. But I'm feeling good, so that's good. Uh, and, and honestly, not having a car right now does not bother me because uh, there there is nowhere to go in the car. It is wild. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you're doing better, buddy. Uh, all right. Well, How are you handling quarantine? We're doing all right. Um, you know, I, you know, I get out for like a run every day, pretty much. You know, just get a little fresh air. I, I definitely, I definitely am noticing a lot of people don't understand what six feet is. Um, Correct. So I'm zigzagging all over the sidewalk and usually into the empty streets just to make sure that I'm like six plus away from people, or at least like f- five, five ten. Because yeah, I'm just like, listen, if I can, fi- if I could fall over and fit between us, it's 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 a little short of six, but at least it's not four. You know what I mean? It's not that hard. Yeah, but people don't get it. People think 18 inches is six feet, and that's just way short. Yeah, and you kind of—I don't know if this has happened to you, but you—you you feel like almost like a jerk when you when you expand the di- the expand the the uh, space. But you got to do it. You have to do it today. Correct. But there are sometimes people who who seem almost offended by it. Yeah. T- so today, I, I'll give you my favorite example of it, though, is how like. So today I'm, I finished my run, I'm across the street, you know, we live in a very crowded neighborhood and there's a convenience store at the building next door and an older gentleman with a cane came out with all of his like, you know, provisions and I'm yeah. standing on the corner just stretching, like I'm not within 40 yards of any other humans, but he needs my exact part of the sidewalk to like take a, a left to go down to his building or whatever Okay. And he just like stops about eight feet away from me and says, you got to give me six feet. <laughs> oh, wow. So he was right, but also like, I'm here. <laughs> like, <laughs> you move. But I just Correct. stared at him like I wanted to kill him, didn't say a word, and walked across the street silently. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, uh, I was like, I'm, a please would be nice. That's all. A please would be nice. It, right. Right, I mean, and he has a legitimate, he, he's on a cane. Maybe moving is not going to and be. And I get it, and that's why I was like, of course. But, like, also, there's literally nobody else in this, on the city block right now. So, right. so, like, if you need the exact square footage that I'm occupying, though there's plenty of square footage, you should at least say please. Yeah, just be, be, be polite. Be, be good about it. Like, I'm going to move. We're in a pandemic. You're an older dude. You're, you're, you have a cane. I have every reason to move. But just don't, yeah. don't bark orders at me, dude. Can 
I, can I make what might be an opposite complaint right now about the uh, about this? Sure. Is there so many more people walking? Yeah. Right? And now we're in like this harmonious, let's get through this together, which is great. And the country needs that. But also but we can't be together to do when this. I have my, <laughs> when I have my headphones in, you need to stop me to talk to me from six feet away on my walk with my dog. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, we will get through this together, but let me finish listening to this Nirvana album before you, random person who I'll never see again, tells me we're all in this together. Yeah, it's, you know what's really weird is this is one of those times when everybody's going to be nice to each other, but like we're not allowed to be. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Like the only way to say, to get through this together, and I know it's like the hashtag together alone or alone together or whatever, but like literally true. Like, we're all experiencing the same thing, and none of us can do it communally, or we will continue to experience it forever. Yeah. Although, I will say, I, I think the party that happens after this could be pretty great. And or we're all like, going give to give each other coronavirus. But yeah, in theory. Uh, right. I mean, it would have to be a long time. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. I don't know, Gavin. It's, it's wild. Yeah, man. Well, the good news is you're back to teaching. And um, what's the prognosis for summer break? Like, July, are you guys going to get out by July? Or are you just going to keep teaching school for the whole summer? Or what's. So, uh, as, listen, uh, our 185th day, you can only go up to the 185th day. Got it. Um, and then after that, no matter what, you don't make up the days. Got it. I, I, I will say, I mean, and this is not going to be, I'm sure, surprising or news to you. I will not be back physically teaching in a school until September. Yeah, I'm not, sure, not shocked at all about that. If, There's like, if, they have not you're... officially made that announcement, but I can't, I can't envision this changing in a way that I'm back teaching before September. Oh, definitely not. I, I'm actually at the point where I'm concerned that you'll even be teaching in a classroom in September. It's wild. Like, yeah. Like we're going to need a big three months here to be able to go back to any semblance of normalcy come labor day correct or they like the people need to like there needs to be some luck with a vaccine discovery right yeah not well, that's a very uplifting note to end our podcast on gavin well do yourself a favor everybody you should just go on your favorite social media thing and you should probably type in tiger king memes tiger king gifs Experience it with the rest of us. If you haven't watched it on Netflix yet, even though we kind of just spoiled the whole thing for you, we didn't. We, not at all. We did not spoil a thing for you. Yeah, so go watch it. And, uh, you know, that'll give you seven, eight hours of something to do. There you go. <laughs> That's a whole day right there. Uh, <laughs> all right, man, stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. I want to thank you. We'll thank the, uh, the ever-cleaning, the ever-vigilant, the ever-breaking news podcaster, Cindy Harrington, as well. Philadelphia, uh-huh. I keep saying Philadelphia Freestyle again. I'm off my game, wow. Oh Filibuster Freestyle, we're back. Um, you know, follow the pod, rate the pod, all that good stuff. Can, I, can I interrupt real quick and just say, Philadelphia Freestyle sounds like you've uh, modified the swimming stroke into like it's going to be like the new, uh, every, all the fastest freestylers with Philadelphia Freestyle now. Yeah, that's right, when we change the stroke to be faster. Yeah. 100% true. That's a good save for me, thanks. Uh, all right, so Spotify, Deezer in France. Merci beaucoup, everybody over there, for your listening. And, uh, yeah, Andrew Patterson, thanks for being on, buddy. Thanks for having me.